So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here's the answer. I'm A.J. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome, everybody, to Cash Flow to Freedom, the podcast where... Apparently, Rock, we talk about whatever we, we hash it out. We <laughs> yes. we tell you the facts and you listen to them. <laughs> and we just had thousands of people that don't listen yeah. to us. <laughs> like, Who are these guys? <laughs> these guys are morons. Oh, so we've been having this has been a really busy summer for both me and Rock. In fact, it's it's been crazy. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about what we've, what we've been doing, why it's been crazy, why it's been important, um, in today's episode. Uh, before we get to that little quick housekeeping, as always, um, you guys have been, um, flooding to our sites and giving reviews on the podcast. Um, thank you guys. We appreciate it. Uh, if you go out and share this podcast, Tag us on Instagram. Um, we'll share it out too. That you know that helps us helps get it out get it out there. Um, we don't have marketing. We don't have budget. That's not something we do here. So we uh, um, we come and talk about what we're currently doing, what we're seeing in the markets, and hopefully it it helps everybody out. And that's how you can help us out. And with that, we want to talk about today um, building teams and building, not just hiring teams, but actually building teams and what it takes to execute on big goals, what it takes to execute in the long term, not the short term. And this is something that frankly makes you or breaks you. Um, it's the difference for people that really explode. It's the difference for quality of product. It's the difference quality of outcome. Um, it's it can be some of the biggest hassle for people too. And you need to leverage your time. We've talked about this over and over and over again, the forms of leverage and the quality of the people that you surround yourself with is to me, I look at it like this. I know that time relationships, um, employees are leverage. I look at it like an interest rate. So if you have a poor, um, employee, it's, you're not even, getting paid on that employee, you're putting money into it. It's like a negative interest rate. But if you have a really good employee, it's like having a high interest rate that you're getting paid on. So they're paying you a 12% return, right? So I'm getting a 12% return on that person. Oh, and people that are going to get mad at you for saying that. Well, uh, people are interest rates. <laughs> it's true. Cancel. Though. Cancel. You should, you should see. No, you, yeah, should, it is true. you should ask yourself what kind of interest rate you're giving to other people in it's, the world. I ask myself that. And people, yeah, people don't think about, um, I think a lot of people think it's easy to think about your job as, oh, this is where I go and this is what I do. And you don't think beyond, well, am I giving this company the value that they're asking yeah. of me? Am I being productive? Right. Am I doing it because you're there you're on, for a purpose you're there for a purpose and when you're an entrepreneur too if you don't think like that you just fell you you have yeah. to as an entrepreneur you have to be getting a return on your time you have to leverage it yeah. so when i'm doing things i know you know we talked about this on uh like the bigger pocket podcast i talk a lot with brandon turner on this and it's high impact decision making yeah this is what i'm talking about when i go in what impact are the things that i do how do I leverage that? That's my form of return that I'm getting on my time. Mm -hmm. What form 
are you getting? Like what, how much work are you doing and what is the return on it? And I think when you look at it, that is a lot of people that hate their jobs. They don't feel like they're giving a good return. They don't feel valuable. They don't feel important in their job because they intrinsically know that what they're doing isn't and that it doesn't make a difference. And there is nothing de- more demotivating like that. I, I remember, you know, some of my first job, I was a secretary um, and a claims processor. Actually, that was my title. I was a secretary and uh, um, I was fired. And so, cause I was not organized, uh, but they didn't hire me for another job as a salesperson. They're like, AJ, you love to talk, but you are the worst person we've you ever hired for this job. Um, and I hated it yeah. because I knew that I wasn't, I knew that I was, if at best they were paying me to then have to redo my work. Mm-hmm. It made me feel bad about myself. <laughs> it made me, you know what I mean? Cause I'm like, I'm not giving anything back. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a really negative interest rate person on this. So it for both the employer and the employee, it doesn't work good. And until you can view yourself and actually measure your activities and the impact that you're having on your business, on your investments, on others, sit back, have an honest conversation with yourself, look into the mirror, and then you can start to look around you and see the other people around you. Um, the people that you hang out with, they either bring you up or bring you down. They're either a negative or a positive impact. How big that positive impact is, that makes all the difference. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to circle back, like w- why we were bringing this up is AJ has been hiring a bunch of people. I've been hiring a bunch of people and AJ told me to hire a bunch of people and he was right. Um, because I, I was finding myself just running on a treadmill, doing the same things over and over and over and kind of not really gr- like getting anywhere on it. And I think that there's a lot of business owners and probably a lot of employees that don't view things the way that you're talking about. Um, so I guess whichever perspective you're looking at it, it'll, it, I mean, you can get something out of this. I think, um, when you, when you start, one of the biggest resources has been the EOS. Have you read those books? Traction. And I, I have read, I keep telling you about traction. I know I bought it. I got part of it. Yeah. So like there's a entrepreneurial operating system is like a, um, framework that you can layer into your business. And honestly, AJ, and, and Bitterroot and Sam and Ron, they all have done that. You guys have done it. Like, it's funny. If you read the book, the, the Traction series, the EOS series is like, I think it's five books. And there's this book called Rocket Fuel that talks about the visionary and the integrator and how you need those two parties to build a successful business, right? So the visionaries, the ideas, and they're, they're, they know where you're going to be in 5, 10, 15 years. The integrator is the one who takes, and generally this could be one person, but if you look at like the integrator is the one who takes those ideas and puts them into reality, like Steve Wozniak, Steve Jobs. Yep. Um, I noticed when I was reading the book, I'm reading it. I'm like, I know these guys, AJ and Sam, you know, because um, you and you and Ron are more the ideas guys, yep. and then Sam is able to take everything and create and like put it into what it is. And um, generally, like for me, that has I have to be both. Yeah. Um, and as you. I'm just going to layer out the infrastructure because this is what I've been doing for it. As you work your way down, you got to view it as like a, uh, what do you call those? Like a, like a accountability chart, right? So yeah. everything's going to work down. So you have your sales or you have your sales and marketing, you have a your flow op- chart. Yeah. Flow yeah. chart, sales and marketing, um, operations, finance and accounting. And I might be missing one of them, but, uh, maybe tech it. Um, and so under those buckets, then you start to fill people in. And when you told me to start hiring people, well, I started reading all those books and figuring out, okay, 
where do you start? Yeah. Because no school, nothing ever teaches you, hey, this is the next person you're going to need in your business. Yeah. And so I was just like, it doesn't even teach you how to identify needs. Not at all. Like you're, it's literally the, and that's why most people are one person businesses or like yeah. they're, they're, uh, husband and wife businesses. Yeah. Because you just don't figure it out and you just stay small. Yeah. Um, and so I started filling that out and layering people in. And it's really, once you get that first couple people in, it starts to show and you start to figure out, oh, these people are being, are getting more efficient and this is starting to happen. Here's the next person I need, or here's the next system I need, or here's the direction we should go. And it kind of pushes you to a new level, um, which is kind of what you guys have been doing as well. You yeah. guys have been pushed to a new level from all the layering and, and infrastructure you've been putting in. Yep. It, and this is, you know, I like that idea about pushed. It's, it, it can, this can be literally the, f- when the proposal, the fuel that gets you going, or you're just dead in the water, like you said, and you're stuck and you're not really doing anything. And you're on a treadmill and it's like, why aren't I going anywhere here? Um, but once you're the just, momentum you're starts, burning out. you're burning out and uh, um, you need to be able to accurately diagnose. And too, we're not just talking about business. I mean this with every everybody, no matter what you're doing, your job and your life, you need to be able to diagnose the help that you need to achieve the goals, to create the results that you want. So in our business, as we're moving forward, and as you have this five-year plan, you're trying to patchwork the way through it. You're trying to identify the needs. What am I going to need to accomplish this? Right. And then who is going to execute on that? And then two, how do I measure that? Yeah. How do I measure that success? If somebody comes in here, what does that do? What's that going to do for my business? And how will that, you know, there's a lot of people, they start hiring people and they're either not putting them in the right places or they're not even sure why they're doing it. And you can get bloated. Yeah. I, I feel like, I think for me, I can see how organizations, organizations could get bloated. Yeah. Um, listening to, uh, I was watching this video, Carl Icahn talking about how, he bought this company and he spent like months trying to figure out what these people do. And then he ended up firing all 12 floors of everybody. And it was like, they never even existed because yeah. there was no yep. difference. Mm-hmm. So I can get that. But I think in a small, like when you're kind of growing, like I've yeah. been able to notice incrementally, like I kind of, I did the analysis that you said, like, where are you spending most of your time? Okay. Let's kind of start to plug people in here and train them, you know, and I don't have any training manuals like you guys have here. Yeah. Like it, it at Bitterroot, everything's everything's SOP'd. Like yes. there, you can plug anybody in and they'll figure it out. He, where at my business, it's like I have to throw people at things that don't even have systems. Yeah. Like we don't even have a shipping system, right? Yeah. Um, and now we now we do, like because yeah. that was that was the job. Um, so now we've been able to start to layer in systems and really actually having work experience at a place like this has been helping me yeah. because I'm like, oh, this is what we need, and just yeah. start. Uh, recollecting experience. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. And I think a lot of people that start think that, oh, no, I'm an entrepreneur or anything or or nothing, you know? Yes. And you don't get the experience. Yeah. And in reality, you're not really going to be able to be successful. I yeah. think that's why most 100%. entrepreneurs are a bit older because they have yes. that experience. Uh-huh. Um, and when it comes to hiring, you need to, you need to be able to – obviously, I mean, I, I hired pretty quickly and so it wasn't just like me and one other person – so you need to be able to allocate time and set goals and manage KPIs. And then I'm just referencing off all my other work experience and layering that forward. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, we're still figuring it out. But well, and and it never ends. I mean, when you today, I spent um, uh, half the day with two of my controllers, and we outlined and we diagnosed activities. I categorized all their job work activities. We put percentages of time associated with those activities, and then we put result on the percentage of time, yeah. which then leaves us with a number of what I would say would be efficiency. Yeah. And then I have to diagnose and I have three roles. And the three roles is uh, when I have activities that are high time sucks, but low productivity. So, right. So I do this on myself. I say, listen, I'm spending 20% of my time on this, but that result, that change that's making that impact that it has, that's one of the lowest impacts to you. So if, if this was gone, it has to be done. But if it was, it, it, but if I didn't do it, it would either free me up to do more or it wouldn't matter. And when I look at that, it's really inefficient. So I say, I have three things that I need to do here. I need to automate, I need to hire, or I got to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And this, this diagnosing, this cutting up and then taking care of, this is constant. And we did this. We sat down just today. And I looked through, they gave me it and I said, took it back. I give, they gave me their list of duties. I said, okay, great. Now categorize this. I want you to put hours percentage, then the percentage of time by the category. Now, after that, tell me what you, first of all, I need to know what my employees like to do. What do you like to do? What are you good at? Okay. Um, second of all, what do you, what do you think the organization has to have? Like we can't not have it. So if you have a busy day, what do you put off? Because if you can put that off and then you could put that off for a couple of weeks, that means it's not important. Mm -hmm. And you get these inverse work models where you get busy work, but not productive work. And this happens to all of us. It happens to me. I get sucked up in it and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm very busy, but I'm really not productive. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurs are the worst with this. They love being busy. They love the, in quotations, hustle right? It makes them feel good. It makes them feel empowered. Um, but lots of times that doesn't mean they're doing anything. It doesn't mean they're progressing. It doesn't mean they're actively moving that ball forward. Yeah. Or it's not even that they, they shouldn't even be doing those things. Cause I used to do that. I would work they all the time. Yeah. You're like, well, you're doing this and you, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Well, and it's not even that it's that you're doing all that stuff and you're not actually working on the next yeah. task. There's, yes. there are tasks after all the work. You can't see them because you're still doing all the work. Yes. And like, it's funny that once you start having people come in and help and do all these things, then you start to get clear on like, oh, I need to be doing this and this and this. And, and then you start to grow. And then, you know, it's, you need to, it's a pattern. Uh, people and systems kind of push growth. The growth pushes back to people and systems. And, and you just play that game. There's a really good Sam Ovens video on YouTube and he talks about scale and mess and how um, your growth isn't linear, but your growth is actually like a, um, what do you, a peak in a valley mm -hmm. and how I think he owns consulting.com. And I think they did like 50 million in revenue or something like crazy, but they went from like zero to 20 to 50 and, or zero to eight to 20 to 50 or something like that. And the issue is that people think when your growth is linear, that doesn't exist anywhere because what'll happen is your systems and your people will break. And, yes. and that's why most companies stay under a million dollars in revenue or $2 million in revenue is because 
to get beyond that, you need systems and people that don't exist that, that that simply just doesn't exist, right? So, so and and the risk that you're taking to put those systems in people is you lose all the money. You, you yeah. don't make a profit exactly um, because you have to layer in the systems. And this video goes through that. So, like, let's just say from from zero to eight hundred thousand, you could do that by yourself in revenue. Yeah, um, th- uh, just through whatever business model, right? And but then when you realize, oh, I need to, I need uh, uh, three systems: a CRM, uh, an accounting software. You know. I'm just throwing stuff out yep. there. You need these systems. Oh, well, who's going to do, who's going to manage these? Who's going to do them? Can you outsource it to a contractor? Well, let me just hire a person to, to help. And then you go from 800 to 2 million. Oh, well, that's but those. But the moment you made that decision, you just lost all your profit that you'd worked so hard. Yeah. Cause you got to hire the person. Now you got to give them benefits. Them you got to. And it's a chicken, it's chicken and egg. So a lot of people don't understand this about right. business. You don't get it. And then do it. No. No, you have to do it to get it. And there's no guarantee. No. And like today, we, we, we pushed through a, a big software contract. And um, I mean, you just lose the money. You just, yep. you're, just you're just losing money. Yeah. Um, and that goes for, for real estate. It goes for Everything. any business you're yeah. in. You have to invest into the business. And I think people have a hard time doing that because they see the money and they're yep. like, oh, I, I want to I pocket this and this is, this is my in, net income. Yeah. I start businesses to fuel other businesses. Yeah. Literally, I start businesses when I'm like, oh, I want to do this business. I'm like, ah, oh, then I got to take this cash flow from here. Well, why don't I start this? That can fuel that one. Right. And it just self-propels. Right. And so I'm like, I don't ever want to stop my momentum on my real estate company. So I worked a full-time job. Then after that, I'm like, I still don't want to be pulling out all, all this money. So I started a consulting firm. Yeah. Right. And it, and it kind of walks and then it keeps going back and back. And, and so you, you gotta, can keep investing yeah, in. Exactly. Because- once you stop, yeah, the tracks, the momentum's gone. Yeah, and and the whole way your systems will break and your people will stop working. And I don't mean they literally stop working. I mean um, they might outgrow their position or max they out. or they max out. Um, and and you know, um, there's there's tons of things that happen in any environment, or or they get sick of it. You know, yeah. they're just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and so can you, can you move them around or is that like, how, how do do you have the knowledge in their head in a system so you can train somebody else yeah. or are you going to take six months back? And okay, to this train- is actually a really, you, dude, you just hit on something that is so fundamental. I, I got to bring this up and it's when people go, I get it, but it's just too hard. It's too hard because I can't reteach and I can't retrain. And I say this all the time. Scaling is only good as the documentation and the systems you have in place. Right. Because you can't take the time to teach everybody everything to do. So when they come in, they need to have a system to accomplish a goal. If not, and if it's not documented and you have to teach them the whole way, they have to relearn it yeah. and everything, you'll, you just can't grow. It, well, it'll suck you down. And I remember when I started, when I was working at bodybuilding.com, we had four weeks of training on various software systems, on um, protocols, on all these things. And it was the most thorough training I've ever had yeah. um, for, for any position, you know? Yeah. Um, when I started working for you, you just were like, figure it out. Figure it out. And, and but that's because at the time, and that's the different environments, yeah. bodybuilding.com was a 300-person organization with systems mm-hmm. from C-suite all the way down to customer service reps. Yep. This, when I started working We're here, building. W- there was six people. Yep. And... Um, now it's different. Yep. But when you're starting and you you're trying to grow, you won't have the system to train people on. 
So you need to hot, you need to bring those awesome people on board that can to help, help you, build, you build those systems. And you need to document what they do. So this knowledge transfer, so it, I mean, humans really we're, the reason we experience growth is it's a knowledge transfer problem. So we, you know, humans couldn't ever get traction to use it for a long time right because there. Yeah. yeah exactly because uh what what would happen would be you'd have this great civilization that had all all this you know the egyptians or babylonians or whoever they had irrigation everything like that but then they'd have a famine they'd have a plague they'd have a drought all those people with the knowledge of how to do that died yeah and then it puttered out and it became a desolate wasteland right mm-hmm. after the printing press came around we could transfer knowledge on how to do things that even after the person died, you still had their knowledge. Yeah. Then all of a sudden we had this boom. And then what happened is we figured out how to leverage knowledge through processes and procedures, right? And then you went on to technology and now I could pass through through videos, text, Cloud. everything like that. And I could create software to do certain actions and repeat it without ever having to relearn how to do it. And it just... Boom, 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 and it keeps speeding up. Think about that in your organization. If you're starting out by yourself, you're in the dark ages. Yeah. How are you well, going to pass on your knowledge as you're figuring out, right? Yeah, you don't even know. So you're sitting here going through stuff, and then when you figure out how to do something, document it, write it down. So Because you're going to leave a trail of knowledge. And then when you hire that first part person, they need to be able to come back and start picking up stuff. And this yeah. is why we use things like... Uh, um, we use different software systems for communication. We use different software se- things that are basically simply to record. Basecamp, recording Basecamp, I'm Trello. recording soft, I'm recording conversations, I'm recording outcome so we can look and see. And then we document that, we move that into policy and procedures that goes into training manuals that comes out and then a new person comes in. Here's our new training videos. Here's our new training manuals. Here's how you do jobs. Here's how we work things. Here's all the do's, the don'ts. All the do's, the don'ts, all the how you do, that was things that we had to learn. We screwed up along the way, right? Well, if you can't pass on this knowledge to other people that have the skill to take you to the next level, then they're left without any tools. Yeah, They're left without anything. So you got to be able to hire somebody that's awesome, bring them on and say, here's our system. Here's how we operate. Here's how we work. How give can the, we take this to the next? Give step? them structure and then let and then let them kind of build work with on it. To yeah, it. yeah. And that's been that's it's a hard thing to do. And I think you need to screen just like you'd screen a tenant. You need to screen the people. Um, not not so much for like their intellect is important, but I would say like when I started working for you, it wasn't intellect that you hired me for. It was for I would say ambition yeah. and like desire. Yeah, it's to figure it out and yeah. that somebody's going to work. I, I would I will take. Hard work over qualifications all day, all day, yeah, and all I th- day. And I think that was um, that's what I look for. I, I'm like, I, I can teach you most of it, you know. I, I don't want to, yeah, like nobody does, yeah. Um, but I can teach you most of it. I think you can't teach hard work, no. Um, and me and my buddy were just talking about this. It's like the the people in in high school or growing up that had their parents hand them everything, mm-hmm. and that they you know they, or they were talented in sports or whatever. And you kind of, they, reality slaps you really fast Yeah. as you get out of co- high school, out of college, yeah. because you didn't build those hardworking habits. And you can see that in, in some, you can, it's pretty evident, yeah. right? You know somebody that's, uh, that's a hard worker. You can tell. You can tell. Yeah. And, um, and just by how they carry themselves. And I think that if you're, 
people will say, well, how do you find the awesome person? It's like, well, just look for those, look for that character trait. Exactly. You know, kindness and hard work. Yeah, exactly. You need kindness, good you need attitude. empathy. Yeah. And because, and two, this is another thing. Um, you need somebody that works as a team, works with others. Yeah. Um, uh, a bad employee in you, a bad employee is like a cancer in an organization. They infect everybody and they spread yeah. they gossip. They're mean. And then your productive people become unproductive. It's the same thing in your life. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I'm sorry if you're offended by this, but I truly believe stupidity is contagious and people that are stupid, I don't want to get infected. So I try to avoid them at all cost um, because I honestly believe it. It's mm-hmm. we as humans, we share each other's personalities. We act like mirrors. We emulate, emulate the things around you. You need to bring on people that are willing to work with others that can lift each other up in an organization that can share that are not prideful and everything like that. And that are going to work. They're going to figure it out. And you can pay high paid people because they got a great degree, things like that. But I've had both. And I got to tell you, those people seem to always be looking for the next best thing because they want it handed to them in a salary. When we hire the people that are hard workers, they say, I'll earn it. I'll make it. I'll create it. They stay with you forever, and we love rewarding those people a lot. Right. Um, and they become very instrumental AKA in the me. organization. Just joking. <laughs> uh, just joking. Uh, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's real. You're right. It's hard because I've made a lot of bad hires. And I hired my sister, and I fired her. She just, <laughs> like, and she, it's not that she, it was, that's another thing. Don't hire your friend or your family. Yeah. Because, you have a different relationship. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't, you shows up 30 minutes late and I was like, well, how mad can I be? Yeah. You know, yeah. and how often can I get mad? If I'm mad all the time, well, let's just go to different ways. Yeah. And it's now our, the relationship's way better. Yeah. Because she's not wondering every time I call her, what, if I'm going to ask her for something. Yeah. You know, and, and also by replace, like, cause the easiest hires are your friends and family. Yeah. Um, sometimes that could work. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I would say, um, if you want to try it, try it, but be clear up front. Like, Hey, this is how it's, this is how this is, has to work, you know? And, um, I like, I like working with people and then becoming friends. Yeah. Because now it's based off of something else. It's Mm -hmm. based on, we've already gotten that part of the way. I really don't like having friends and be like, Oh yeah, come on. And they have weird expectations. It just, it, it can be very well, if you have other employees that aren't that don't have that same relationship, yeah, you kind of you need to problems. balance. Yeah, you need to be um, consistent yeah. in, with how you treat people. Exactly, and you know, I hire you know I hire slow and fire fast, and I don't. When I look at resumes, resumes are so easily faked. I just not that they're faked, but I they're put Johns so, Hopkins on mine. Yeah, exactly. I had a medical medical degree. Exactly. <laughs> it's like they don't check. Well, you don't check. You don't check. You don't check. Nobody yeah, checks. Nobody it's not checks. like they're like, okay, I'm going to call the school. Uh, Harvard. I'm going to check okay. your diploma. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to no. Yeah. Um. And so for me, I I care a lot more about not what the resume says, but I ask, what have you done? Like, I want to see ambition. I want people that are coming that they want to be a part of the organization for who we are and what we do. Yeah. Um. Because culture is really important, even if you just have three people. You need to set the tone. You need to set the mood. And you need people that will emulate those things that you value. Yeah. Um, I had a builder that I was working with. And uh, 
Um, it was even just a house building. My wife texted him because she needed something, and it was um, 6 o'clock at night. He said, hey, uh, you know, don't text me after work hours. So, you know, we fired him. I'm like, I'm sorry. We're not going to mesh. Yeah. My clients text me at 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm responding. And not saying that's good or bad. That's me. Yeah. That's how I work. And uh, I need people around me that have the same kind of values and understanding because if not, it's going to tick me off right. just because we don't jive. Right. I'm like, Hey, we're trying to accomplish a goal. We're trying to go after this thing. And I don't think I abuse people by any means. I'm not like saying, Hey, Sunday night, get in the office. No, I don't do that. Um, yes, but does. yeah, I do. All my employees work 24 <laughs> seven. Uh, but you know, I, I, I want this idea that we're all in it. It's not that this is your thing, but at five o'clock when I leave, I have nothing to do with this anymore. Yeah, it's not as fun. Like you want people to want to work on it. Exactly. And I think that depends on the company. No one's going to get that passionate about toilet paper. But like some of this. I don't know. We're pretty passionate about storage and that's pretty lame. But (laughs) but I I think that you guys are doing a lot of cool stuff here. Yeah. And there's a lot to learn. Yeah. I think a lot of people get sick of their jobs because there's not much to learn and they kind of become more of a cog cog in the machine. Yep. And, you know, that, I guess that's dependent on the direction the organization's going. Cause I don't think anybody that works with me that gets bored. I yeah. think every, like, there's always something new. Yes. We're always doing something. And, um, and that's important. You need to make sure that well, I felt that here. Yeah. Like, just with storage, just cause I was like, this is insane. Like, yeah. there's a lot of storage. And yeah. you get, you guys were doing a lot of stuff. And I like building stuff. Yeah. And you guys were building a lot. So it wasn't, I would always relate if you're, an, if you're an employee, relate your end goal into your work, right? I always viewed this as like, I viewed a job as a stepping stone to get to where I really wanted to go. And then you don't really get bored. It's just a process that you're going through. You're on the path. Yeah, exactly. And it should be. And the employees need to feel like that. It's like, we're on it together. It's the employer's job too, right? Yes. Don't make their life miserable. No, you got to be a leader and you got to make sure that they understand we're all in this together. Right. And, uh, um, you know, we did even during the pandemic when we're like, Hey, we shut down and we can't open up and everything. We're like, we're still going to pay everybody salaries. Yeah. It's, you know, we are in this together. We've got your back. You've got ours. Um, we just asked for it to be reciprocated and uh, company culture and those that you surround yourself with. If you have a bad hire, don't try to hope and see if they're going to eventually work out. Yeah. Just end it. Get it over with. Just get it over with. It's going to be worse for you and for them if you drag it on. Um, you need to have very, not very little, you have need to have no patience because you need to protect those around you. So as an employer, your job is to protect those employees. And if you bring somebody in that is making their lives miserable, that they're not happy with or hurting the company and its vision and its direction, it's not about them anymore. Yeah. It's about the other people that you have a responsibility to watch out for. Right. And employees don't like that stuff. They hate that. When you're like sitting here going, I've worked my butt off here and so-and-so's given lip or they're showing up late or they're not doing, they're not pitching in. Well, that's demeaning to them and it makes them feel less about their role and their job. And that's not fair. Mm-hmm. People don't like that. You want to you want to attract people that are that are that are wanting to make it. They're yeah. wanting to do it. There's people out there. Like if Oh yeah. You don't have to have deal with bad employees. No, not at all. And if you don't like where you're working, you don't have to work there. Yeah, exactly. You have the freedom Go to find leave. somewhere else. Yeah. 
And it should be less about income and more about what you learn. Mm-hmm. It should be way, way more about the, the journey. We've talked about that before. It's like, don't, don't go for the high salary. Go for the high learning experience because yes. that'll yield more later on. Exactly. And, and your time is finite, especially when you're getting into the workplace. So you need to learn more faster mm-hmm. so you can go farther as your career progresses. Because if you settle into your job and you kind of do that same thing, you, can, you just become a career there. But you, you never really get that progression or growth out of it. Yeah, it's stepping over dollars to pick up pennies. Yeah. And you're just short-changing yourself in the long run. And two, also, employers know that. Yeah. They they know the people that are in it for the long run and then the ones that are in it for the short short ones. And then you start going, ah, why can't I ever, you know, get ahead in this organization? And I know, you know, there's not going anywhere and so-and-so got a job. But, oh, 5 o'clock, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's – this is such an important topic. We're, I'm sure we're going to talk about it more. a lot and more because how you hire, who you pick in, the fit of culture, plus analyzing performance, these are the difference of having a real business operating and growing. Because like you said, and I I, I do, I love that analogy, you know, you can do everything at 800,000, but beyond that, it takes an entire different mentality, structure, and people to take yourself to the next level and the next level. And you have to be ready to adapt and you have to understand how that process works. So awesome topic. We could nerd out about this literally all day, but uh, we will let you all go. Thanks everybody. Like, share, um, share us on Instagram. Give us a five star and a good review. That makes the difference for us. And it tells us that you guys are liking it. Appreciate it. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at cashflow with the number two freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.